Hello, my wonderful friends. Uh, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. This is Big Q&A. And this program, we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. And where we look at uh, world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita. And I'm your host today, very happy to be with you. If you would like to make a comment or have your question answers, you can text me on 0401-305-077 or you can email info at faithfm.com.au. You can also visit our website uh, faithfm.com.au. Our theme for this week is the Bible and end-time events. And our big questions, what is the mark of the beast? What state of life is there after death? Where on earth is hell? And can we have a thousand years of peace? And what is baptism? But today it's an exciting topic. What is the mark of of the beast and our co-host is joseph maticic joseph is uh, the general secretary of the seventh day adventist church here in south australia and it's good to have you with us again joseph hey, it's good to be here nick it's a very tough one today is it yes the mark of the beast oh it's it's, <laughs> it's quite a topic nick. what do you understand about the mark of the beast joseph uh, what's your uh, understanding share with us a little bit the, the mark of the beast is something that uh, a lot of Christians have uh, speculated about and uh, come up with, with some interesting ideas, Nick. Um, it, this is um, something that uh, people often associate also with the the number 666. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when it, uh, quite often when this topic is talked about, the mark of the beast, uh, the number six 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 is also mentioned almost almost simultaneously. Yes. Uh, actually, that they, they they are we, we'll see they're, they're separate things. Um, we will read uh, about it and, it, and particularly from Revelation chapter thirteen. That that is that is the main passage of scripture where we are talking about the beast, its mark, and its number. So, uh, w- what we're going to see, Nick, as we go through our program is when we're talking about the mark of the beast, well, we need to first of all uh, or overall uh, understand who or what is the beast, what what does the beast represent. Mm -hmm. Then uh, that will help us to identify the mark. Yes. And then the the number is is just another characteristic that the Bible gives us in in identifying the the beast. So, yeah, yeah, but it's all contained there within... Uh, that that whole topic of the beast uh, found there in, in Revelation 13. Now, Nick, it's 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 interesting because um people who who have some interest in the mark of the beast have had some interesting ideas and concepts about identifying what the mark of the beast is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, some have uh, uh, one of the most common ideas, Nick, really is that it is a uh, it's a microchip. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so they take quite literally the idea that it's a mark. Yes. Um, that, that that is uh, that, you know because what we will see in Revelation 13 is it talks about receiving it uh, the mark of the beast received on the forehead or on the right hand, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so people have said, okay, that that sounds like it's talking about a microchip. Now, 
it, it's interesting. It's only in the last little while that we've understood how uh, it, there's been some talk of possibility of implants mm-hmm. under the skin yes. uh, in human beings. Um, and so uh, that, that's, that's, that's quite a common idea that people have when they come to trying to identify. Particularly in this time, as you just said, we live because of the technology and advancements in technology. I remember when the barcodes were coming up, you know, people also start to calculate and make all sorts of assumptions of that too. Or the electronic passports and all those things, you know, that, uh, oh, this is the mark of the beast. And uh, by the way, I was just driving um, one day and uh, the car in front of me had a very interesting number. And in all in the uh, Roman numer, uh, you know, um, and I thought, what's that, you know? And when I start to calculate that, I go to six, 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 you uh-huh. know, because some people like to drive cars like they consider their beast, you know. Yes. This is my beast, you know. And they even, as you said, associating with six, 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 and that's interesting. But definitely, uh, today we are going to find out in the yes. scripture um, uh, the mark of the beast. What's the mark of yeah. the beast? And um, this is a very uh, solemn. Uh, subject, uh, Joseph, a very important subject in the Bible. And um, uh, God is so strong in his language because he is so strong in his love. Now, we may not want to um, upset anybody by what we are saying because we will use you know, passages from the Bible and mm. allow the Bible to speak. We are not targeting any person or any... That's right. We are just to open the Bible and allow the Bible to speak for this very, very sensitive but very important subject for the time we live in. Anything else, Joseph, you want to yeah. just say before we start kind of into, into some questions? Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I, I did want to say, Nick, that um, wh- what we need to understand is we need to look at this in, in the context in which we read the passage about the mark of the beast. That is really, really important, not only for this topic, Nick, but whenever we, we read and study any, any Bible topic. Now, the mark of the beast is mentioned in uh, the book of Revelation in chapter 13, Nick. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, chapter 13 uh, talks about uh, not, one, ju- not just one beast, but two beasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about there at the beginning uh, about a beast that comes up out of the sea um, with uh, seven heads and ten horns. And, uh, and then it talks about uh, that it, uh, it is like a leopard, a feet were like bear, that of bear, a mouth of a lion. This is language that reminds us um, of Daniel chapter 7 where mm-hmm. it listed the, these, these various beasts. And then it talks about that one of its head was wounded, its wound was healed, and then the world wondered. When that wound was healed, the world wondered after the beast and they worshipped uh, the dragon which gave power unto the beast, and they worship the beast. Um, and then it, then it gives a period of t- time of 42 months. Uh, later it talks about it, it, it blaspheming mm-hmm. and persecuting gods. So, so we, we've got a, a power that's represented here, Nick. Um, and then uh, we come to, from verse uh, 11 onwards, uh, it, it describes there another beast, a second beast that's coming up out of the earth now. So the first one arose up out of the sea. Now, the second beast arises out of the earth, and the second beast, it's, it says that it had, and, and we're going to talk a bit more about this as, as we get on, but sure. the, the context here are these two beasts that, that arise onto the scene, and, and uh, the, the key that we're going to see is 
the, the, how often the word worship is mentioned uh, here in chapter 13. And in fact, uh, when we look at uh, this, this, this whole section, even from chapter 12, chapters 12, 13, and 14 really describe the, the, the final conflict and uh, the, the issues that are going to take place just before the end of time, just before the, the end of the world, just before the, uh, the, the, the second coming of Jesus. And we're going to find – what we find there is that the final conflict is one over worship. Mm-hmm. Now, what we're talking about worship is we're not talking about singing praise to God, like, yes. like worship in a, in a church on a – Let's say a Sunday morning or a Saturday. What you see? What I'm getting at? Yes. It, this is worship as far as um, loyalty to God, true allegiance. The final conflict is one of uh, true allegiance to God or not. And so Revelation portrays to us that there's essentially going to be only one of two groups: mm-hmm. those who are truly loyal to God, and those who are not. Yeah. And uh, I mention all of that so that we, so that when we're even talking about the mark of the beast. We need to connect it with the issue of worship, with the issue of loyalty and allegiance. Yes, no, that's great. I'm, I'm glad that you you brought it up that uh, uh, at this stage because, yeah, as you said, we'll deal with that as we go. Um, because in, during any um, time, you know, during the history, people come with all sorts of ideas about these things, you know. And uh, I remember one thing growing up in a communist country that our neighbors, you know, Russia uh, was uh, the president was one at one point in time Gorbachev, uh-huh. and he was a man which had a mark on his forehead uh-huh. and everyone was thinking that oh, this is it this is the antichrist you know and has the mark of the beast on his forehead but as you just said you know this was a political figure um, but we are going to discover that it's about worship yeah. and that's probably the most important thing yeah. but look let's um, um, kick, kick him with some questions. Mm. And you mentioned a bit earlier about the book of Daniel, and uh, we're going to look into Daniel a little bit uh, uh, right now. Um, in Daniel chapter 12, if you don't mind uh, verse 1. And I have a question here. What did the prophet Daniel see happening on planet Earth at the end of time? So Daniel chapter 12 and verse 1 says these words, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. And is it the, 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 the time we live in? Well, uh, yeah, I think we're, we're, we're heading into that, yes. Nick. Yeah, that we, you know, we, we have plenty of evidence elsewhere that we are living in the last days. Uh, and Daniel, the book of Daniel, talks about the last days and especially the book of Revelation. So that's mm. why we're sort of having a look here. And, and, mm. and it indicates to us that things on planet Earth, just before the end of time, it, it'll be a time of trouble. There, there, it'll be yeah, a time of conflict and, and you know, a catastrophe. Uh, and then Revelation embellishes on that or expands on that I should say. Uh, what we're going to see is that uh, Revelation 13 portrays how world governments are actually going to enforce the mark of the beast and actually issue a death decree mm-hmm. uh, that's mentioned That's mentioned in Revelation chapter 13 verses uh, 15 to, to 17 and so yeah it's a yeah. Well, While you are in Revelation um, can we look in Revelation 5 verse uh, 2, uh, 15 sorry mm-hmm. verse 2 and um, uh, who are the survivors uh, of this time of trouble and uh, um, what is their, their reward? Because we find here a beautiful passage here in uh, Revelation 15. Yes, it, that, that's a good one to look at because what we've just seen there, uh, Nick, uh, just before I read Revelation 15, is that it tells us in Daniel that there will be a time of trouble 
and now we want to see who, who's going to survive that time of trouble. Revelation 15.2 says, And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire, and those who have the victory over the beast, over his image, and over his mark, mm-hmm. there's that phrase, and over the number of his name, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of God. So it, the survivors here are those who have victory over the beast, his image, his mark, and, and, and the number of his name. Right. And in, in Revelation 7, verse 2 and 3, that's another beautiful passage there. Um, would you be able to take us sure. there? Yeah. Revelation chapter 7, uh, interesting enough, says this. Then I saw another angel uh, descending from the east, having the seal of the living God. Seal is mentioned there, you know. Yes, mm. it, and it's, it goes on and says in verse 3, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God on, on, on their foreheads. Mm. Uh, so, Nick, Nick, I think what's, what's really significant here is uh, that the Bible talks about a beast and his mark. It talks about uh, a final conflict. Uh, but then he talks about uh, God's people mm-hmm. who are going to have victory over the beast and his mark. And here it ta- refers to them as being sealed. Mm-hmm. The, the, the terms seal or mark or even a sign are actually used interchangeably in the Bible. Mm-hmm. A seal, a mark, a sign, they, they are essentially referring to uh, th- 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 those are a, a, a similar terms referring, yeah, used used interchangeably. Uh, so, uh, what what is important to point out at this point in time is essentially there is the mark of the beast on the one hand, and there is the if you like the mark or the sign or the seal of God on the other hand. Mm-hmm. We've got the two that they are the opposite of each other. Right. And as you mentioned earlier about uh, worship, he is now pointing out to whom you give uh, allegiance. That's right. Are you serving God or uh, serving the enemy? I mean, the survivors of the final conflict, Joseph, um, have been called out by the three angel message, uh, um, uh, the gospel of the three angel message. That's right. Revelation 14. Yes. And and it's uh, said there that they have received the seal of God. Yeah. Yes. Now, uh, in... A seal. Let's let's look a little bit of a seal. What a seal represents. Even in ancient seals, you know, uh, were used often by the kings and uh, uh, to signify their authority and their approval. That's right. And uh, uh, where we have to look into the Bible to understand how this works. What's a seal? Mm. Mm. Because you may you may think about okay, uh, yeah, those people who are victorious they will receive the seal of God. But what is that seal? Uh, and let's look in this a little bit. And even today, um, a personal signature uh, of your name gives authority uh, to whatever is a check or a legal document. Here we find God is uh, writing His name on the saved as His personal authority and guarantee. Of protection and everlasting life. That's an important point, Nick, because what we've seen in Revelation 7 is uh, that it talks about that where God says, Do not harm the earth, the sea, or the trees till we have sealed the servants of God on their foreheads. Mm -hmm. Sealed on their foreheads. Um, Can can I just uh, for a moment refer to a passage uh, back in. 
it, it's actually in, in, in the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 9. It, it, sure. Uh, yep. we, we, we might come to it. Um, but over there in Ezekiel chapter 9, it, 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 uh, it, it talks about uh, an event that happened to Old Testament Israel. Uh, God's people had been deep in apostasy, mm-hmm. r- very much into false worship, even even sun worship. Yes, and uh, God wanted to destroy those, but he had he had his genuine followers. He had people who hadn't apostatized, who stayed tr- true and loyal to him. And so uh, these were the ones that were going to get marked in a way. And and you and you find there in 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 Ezekiel chapter nine. Mm-hmm. Um, in that chapter, describes how they are marked as a as a method of protecting them uh, from the destruction that was going to come. That's the background, Nick, to when we come to Revelation uh, thirteen, which talks about a mark, and even other passages in in Revelation talk talk, talk about a seal. But uh, even uh, while you mentioned the Old Testament, there uh, I would like to point out actually to the Book of Esther. Yes, in the Book of Esther, in chapter eight, verse uh, eight, it says that uh, you yourselves. Write a decree concerning the Jews as you please in the king's name and seal it with the king's signaturing. For whatever is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's signet, no one can revoke. Which again is very important, that that seal. And we are going to say um, about the... What a, what the seal represents. Yes. So that, that that's another very helpful passage there, Nick. That, that what you're referring to from from Esther to to give us a bit of a background. Yeah, you know, we, we're getting this idea, aren't we? That, that a picture that's emerging, um, seal or a mark. You, the terms are used interchangeably, mm-hmm. and they're referring to ownership to to allegiance. So now let, let's let's look at Deuteronomy. Uh, for a moment, uh, what it says here in, in uh, Deuteronomy uh, chapter 11, it, it gives us a couple of key aspects of, first of all, you know, the, the, the true mark, if you like. Deuteronomy chapter 11 um, and uh, verse 1, uh, and then, then also um, we'll see it in, in, in verse 18. Uh, Therefore you shall love the Lord your God, keep his charge and his statutes, his judgments and his commandments. Mm-hmm. Notice there it says, you will love the Lord your God, you'll keep his commandments. And then it says in verse 18, therefore you will lay up these, that is God's words and his law, in your heart and in your soul and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, So it's referring to God's law being bound to, to a hand and into a, a front between our forehead, uh, between our eyes, as a sign, God's law. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we have this idea that that uh, the mark of God's people is that they will keep His law. Yes, that that'll be the sign that they're His. Uh, that 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 they will yeah, that they'll keep his law, and 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 I think that's a very very important point to establish. Nick. Mm. And and just let's give another passage from the New Testament uh, for people just to see that we are not uh, looking only in some parts that's of right. the Bible. Oh, he- uh, Hebrews chapter eight is that yes, the one you're referring to? Uh, actually, I'm referring to Second Timothy this time, but we can bring okay. the Hebrew. But in Second Timothy, just look at this one first. Second Timothy verse uh, uh, chapter two verse nineteen. It says, "Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal." The Lord knows those who are His, mm. and let everyone who names 
the name of Christ depart from iniquity. The seal of God identifies his people as belonging to him, those who have departed from iniquity, from sin. That's yes. iniquity. And um, they are faithful to keep God's law, as you yep. just referred a yep. bit earlier. So, there, there, yeah, that, that's good, Nick. And so the other one I'm simply going to mention was Hebrews 8, which say, where God says, I will put my laws in their mind, write them on their hearts, I'll be their God, and they shall be be, be my people. So, again, you get the idea here that, that, that God's people are marked, mm-hmm. are marked, identified, uh, if you like, by this idea of uh, of obeying God and keeping his uh, keep keeping his 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 commandments. Yeah. And, and Joseph, every person on planet Earth uh, will soon receive a mark. Those who worship and obey the beast will receive the mark of the beast, and those who worship and obey the Creator God will receive the mark or the seal uh, of God. That's right. Both marks are placed at the same time, as you pointed out a bit earlier, and both marks are symbolic. Mm. They represent authority and allegiance, approval and Ownership. Mm. The mm. good news is, if you receive the mark of God, you automatically avoid uh, to receive the mark of the beast. Yes, because the mark of the uh, because uh, you know the, uh, the marks are opposite, opposite to each other. That's right. Yeah. Uh, by um, uh, defining the mark of God, we simply need to look uh, at the opposite of the mark to identify uh, the mark of the beast. And uh, I like this because. Um, even when uh, people are counterfeiting, you know, like, let's say, money, for example, those experts in finding the counterfeit, they are not studying the counterfeit. They are studying the original. The original, to yes. Get the, uh, to, to get it as close as possible to, to, to the original. To understand, and, yeah. And that's exactly how the devil works. And that's that's what ultimately Revelation is trying to portray to us, that at the end, what the, we're going to find is we're going to find the true and the false very close uh, look, looking very close to each other, closely yeah. aligned, and, and sure we, we, we are going to. Yeah, sorry, just and, and we are going now to look a little bit more in detail about the uh, the mark of God, yes. or the seal of God. Yeah. Um, and we have passages you alluded at uh, Revelation seven verse three. Um, right. Now, where is the mark uh, or the seal of God placed? As we've seen, the Bible tells us that uh, it's placed on the forehead. Yeah. What's uh, the forehead? What that represents? Our minds. Yeah. Our minds, essentially, Nick. And so what it's saying is these, these people have, have, have not only made God um, front and center, but they're consciously committed to, to, to serving God, uh, the, the, the mind, the brain. That's, that's where decisions are made. And so these people have made a, 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 a committed, settled decision for God, correct. Committed to God. Yeah, yep. they choosing is the That's frontal right. lobe there. You That's know, it. making decisions. Yeah. All right. And uh, what does God write on the forehead of those who receive this mark? Well, it says in Revelation fourteen one, uh, having His Father's name written on their foreheads. God's name is written on their foreheads. Now, uh, Nick, again, Revelation, it, it's 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 portraying to us. Allegiance to God. So having God's name doesn't mean just like a, like a tattoo necessarily, mm-hmm. that, that God's name is tattooed. And many people are doing that, you know. They well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could, I could stick anything on me. That doesn't mean that that's what I am. Yes. See, um, just, just if, if I write something on me or I stick something on my car, it doesn't necessarily mean that's what I really am. It, it's got to come from, from, from the heart, from, from, from within me. It, it, it's got to be demonstrated and proven in my actions. When the Bible says that these people have God, 
God's name written on their foreheads. It says that they are acting like God. They they have made a decision to commit their lives to him, and they are I'm going to use the term, Nick, God-like. Mm-hmm. In other words, they are reflecting God, his character, his nature, and they are a living a life of legions and, and, and loyalty and obedience to God. And that will be deeply planted in their uh, lives right. and hearts, you know, the character of God by ob- obedience. Exactly right. Absolutely. Now, also, uh, we refer it uh, in Deuteronomy, but I have a question here, uh, Joseph. What... Key aspects of worship are involved in the mark of uh, or the seal of God. Yeah, and and and, and yeah, the Bible tells us that he said uh, that God's commandments are to be bound to a hand or bound to the forehead. So the the key aspect there is God's commandments. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- really, specifically, we're talking here about the, the the Ten Commandments. That's what God wants uh, to be to to be the mark of His. People. And and the meaning of uh, of that is that the law of God should govern That's right. all that we do, which is uh, with the hand, you know, mm-hmm. and all our thoughts mm. and decisions. As you just, uh, make a comment a bit earlier, yeah. you know, the Jewish even today they apply this literally. Well, they do. Yes, they, I've seen it uh, in Jerusalem yeah, they, myself. They, um, they call, how they call the phylacteries? Phylacteries. That's right. The, yeah, yeah, they, they actually. They, where on the on their foreheads and in yeah. that little box there is yeah. a passage from Deuteronomy. That's right. There yeah. and they have it on their hands yeah. also, uh, bind or on their hands. So they, yeah, they take it quite literally. Yeah. Um, and, and really, what we would say is that what God really wants it is for uh, for that to be in our hearts, in our lives, that we're actually living it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said earlier that God's law should be like a mark on our hand and forehead, mm. but the mark of the beast is a counterfeit. That's right. It's a counterfeit, which will replace the law of God. Yep. And uh, just a couple of things here, if uh, just to point out. The seal of God, it's about to worship Jesus. Mm. The mark of the beast is to worship the beast. Yes. You know? um, it's to be subject to God's authority yep. or to be subject to the beast authority, yep. belonging to God or belonging to the beast. Mm. Keep God's law or keep man's law. The law in the forehead and the mark is on the hand and the forehead. If you have the seal of God, you are saved. Mm. If you have the mark of the beast, you are lost. Yeah. yeah. And that's uh, just a few things to, yeah. to mention there. A relationship where you love uh, God and keep his commandments uh, is the greatest sign of worship and allegiance. Mm. Who does God ask us to worship instead of the beast? Well, it tells us in Revelation 14, Nick, it calls us to worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. So God asks us to worship uh, the creator, uh, the, cr- the creator God. Uh, it, 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 that's, that's, that's who it's calling us, us to worship. And um, that, that phrase there, to worship him who made heaven, earth, the sea and springs of water, mm-hmm. actually, Nick, is... Language that's very similar to the uh, the fourth commandment in Exodus twenty verses eight to eleven, which which uh, which says, "Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy." Now we've covered the the, the Sabbath the subject, day yes. and subject earlier. Now we're finding quite significant here that in Revelation fourteen, it's calling us to worship um, Him who made the heavens, the earth, and sea. And the Sabbath is a day when we remember Him who created the heavens, the earth, the sea. 
But in six days the Lord created the heavens and he rested on the seventh day. It, uh, that's what the fourth commandment says. So it's language that, that reminds and, us of and, that. And even in Revelation 14, 7, it's a, it's a quotation from uh, Exodus uh, that's, that's 20, right. 11, that, you know, That's yeah, right. That's yeah, just you, what I'm saying. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Um, which aspect of God's law is a special sign of God's authority? Exodus 20, verses 12 and 20 says this. Hallow my Sabbaths, that they shall be a sign between me and you, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. Mm-hmm. And the, what is the the Sabbath called? Well, the Sabbath it says there that they, it, the Sabbath will be a sign. Um, now, if we go back to Exodus twenty verse eight to uh, eight to eleven, it'll tell us why the Sabbath is called a sign, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it says, for in six days. The Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and he rested on the seventh day. All right. Uh, so it tells us that the, the Sabbaths are like a sign between us and God. Uh, broadly, we've seen that uh, a sign or a mark of, of our allegiance to God is, is his law. And now it tells us specifically that it, it, within the law is this Sabbath, which is like a sign or a seal, Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe just before we go to the break, can we quickly just talk about how ancient seals worked? Yes, please. Which is the background to this. Uh, a- ancient seals actually had three elements, a name, a title, and a territory. Let's give an example. James II, King of England. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, when you find some seals from, from historic times of James II um, on, uh, inscribed on, um, on some... On a document on, or that's something, right. yeah. yeah. You would find that it, it, it has his na- name, is James II, his title, the king, mm-hmm. his territory... The British Empire. Yes, uh, and so uh, that—that's th- how a seal would work. Even even now, you know, the, the, in the Commonwealth, we would have Queen Elizabeth II. Her title is the Queen, and her territory is is the Commonwealth. Those three elements are found in God's seal: name, title, territory. The name we find in the in the Ten Commandments, specifically in the Sabbath commandment, it, it gives us the name, the Lord. His title is uh, Creator, made the heavens and the earth, and his territory, it says, and created all that he had made. That, 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 is, that is the universe. Mm. In a sense, the Sabbath is the seal because it contains those, those, those three elements. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's correct. And um, uh, who did the, the prophet Ezekiel see receiving the mark of the beast? Yeah, well, Ezekiel 9.4, And the Lord said to him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and put a mark on the foreheads. They uh, give the, uh, put on the forehead uh, of the man who, who sign and cry over all the... Uh, Abomination that are done um, within it. And you mentioned that um, earlier how uh, these uh, people of Israel, they turn their back to God and they start to worship. Uh, um, but there were those who stayed true to God, who, who, as it says, who sighed and cried. In other words, uh, they were distraught about what was happening and they stayed loyal to God. They were marked as a mark of protection from the destruction that was coming mm. on those who apostatized. And, and those people who received the mark of God or the seal of God were those people who loved him, obeyed him, and were deeply upset about the false sun worship within their right. uh, church. You know, yep. The seal of God is a symbolic mark that signifies God's genuine uh, la- uh, followers. 
This mark will be placed on those who love Jesus supremely and keep all God's commandments, including the Sabbath, as you just uh, referred to Joseph. Mm. Uh, they refuse to accept or uh, participate in false worship. They would rather die than this uh, dishonor God. Mm. We're going to uh, take a short mm. break uh, right here, Joseph, and uh, I'm going to play a, a song, Blind Man. I hope we are going to see rather than to be blind through this uh, subject.
Welcome back. You are listening to Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is Nick Rita and our co-host today is Joseph uh, Matechik. Our big question today is, what is the mark of the beast? And I like that song which we just play, uh, Blind Man, and uh, referring that Jesus is the light, you know, and Jesus, give us the light to understand uh, these passages in the Bible and not to be deceived. Joseph, we are uh, going to look uh, now to depict the mark of the beast. But mm-hmm. before we go into that, can you just bring us back a little bit uh, about Revelation 13? Yeah. So, Revelation 13 describes uh, these two beasts, one that uh, that rises out of the sea, uh, and then there's a second beast that arises out of the earth. And it's interesting, Nick, as we, as we look at this, um, uh, we have uh, a number of clues uh, that are given in Revelation 13 to help us identify who the beast is. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who, yeah, uh, who, certainly who the, this uh, sea beast, as it's called, um, uh, ar- that, that arise out of the sea is. Um, and I think in the last program, uh, touched on a, this a little bit. Um, and so what we find here is a beast that uh, rises from the sea, which the Bible says it represents people's name. So it arises from a populated area. It speaks blasphemies against God. It persecutes God's people. It's going to rule for a period of um, 42 months or 1260 days mm-hmm. in prophetic time, which equates to 1260 years. Uh, and um, uh, this this power is, is actually opposed to God, opposed to Christ. Uh, and at that time, it's called the, the Antichrist. Yes. Um, and uh, people would, uh, as they study this, um, Notice that who this is referring to is is none other than the the, the medieval ch- church of the dark and the middle ages arose, or, or as we would call it, the papacy, mm-hmm. uh, the papal Rome. Um, there's a connection here back to to Daniel chapter seven, uh, and so this beast represents represents the papacy. It, it talks about uh, then a a second beast that's going to arise out of the earth, which is opposite to the sea, which means a, a, an unpopulated area and um, a lamb like beast. And uh, it's going to then support support the first beast and cause everyone to, to, on earth to worship it. And then it's going to enforce a mark uh, and uh, at, at the point of people not being able to buy and sell and so have it. So that, that's essentially Revelation 13. Yes. So if the first beast is the papacy, who is this second beast that arises? Now, in the last program, you... That's you, a very good you, question, and we dealt with that. You, yeah, just, with that. yeah. And, and we saw that, that that's actually, uh, in a sense, depicting uh, the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what we actually find here... Now, uh, just a bit of a word of caution here, Nick. We're actually now describing uh, events that are yet before us. So we need to have a level of humility as to see how exactly this may play out until it's actually fulfilled. Jesus himself said these things are told you so that when they come to pass you may believe. Yes. Uh, but essentially what we find the Bible pre- uh, depicting that's going to take place here is, is something quite remarkable, quite quite extraordinary. And it is this, that the United States essentially as the, the great, currently the greatest superpower mm-hmm. is going to join forces with uh, the greatest religious power, which is which is – and you see already the some papacy. of those movements, That's yes, right. yeah. yeah. We, we, and we we have had some elements of that happening, um, and they're going to. It's going to be like a religio political union that's going to enforce worship and a mark on 
people on the earth. And this is very uh, interesting, Joseph, because uh, cunningly done by the enemy, you know, yeah. uh, not, not uh, to see the beast if people study. And most of the, you know, the reformers, they identify the beast. Uh, as, as the Romish uh, uh, papacy. That's right. So um, we're, we're not here uh, just springing something up. But that's at that time, they didn't know about the United States as a power. That's, that's correct. You see? And, and, and most people would think, uh, most people might kind of think, nah, that's, I can't imagine the United States in, in enforcing something like that or turning into some sort of a uh, a force that enforces worship well nick we've actually even seen some uh, changes in the way the united states this this land the land of the free as it's yes. known uh that that's been historically or in the past has been really renowned for uh freedoms and rights mm-hmm. but in the last little while there's been some things you know where people's freedoms and rights have been uh can we say diminished yes um, and and you know we only need to think of uh, uh some some you know more recent times where, uh, for example, uh, the war on terror um, and and how the United States uh, laws have changed a bit so that um, people are... Um yeah, and uh, not having the freedoms that 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 they once uh, that they once used to have, and so yeah, the Bible is proving to be remarkably accurate mm-hmm. as, as it's revealing what 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 will take place here. The United States is actually uh, that, and that's why it, it's it's an apt symbol. It's 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 like a lamb, but it has these horns uh, like a beast. So it, it it starts out peaceful like a lamb. And speaking like a dragon, you know, you know comes like a dragon. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's so very there's going to be a, there's going to be a change of character mm-hmm. in the United States, mm-hmm. and you can see that uh, you exactly. know if you look back a hundred years uh, yes. back, you will still uh, you know. No, America is the the land of the of freedom, you know, and yes. where the democracy and not that we say that you know still act like a democratic country, but yep. uh, they saying some things which will restrict your um, freedom. That's right. That's mm. right. And so we're saying all of that because Nick, here's the point. The most important factor in identifying what the mark of the beast is, is that we need to first identify the beast. Yes. And so uh, what we find here is essentially this, that uh, the, the papacy receives global worship, and it has its own special mark of authority. And then in Revelation chapter 13, if we, if we go to uh, chapter 13, yep. verse 18 there, it gives us uh, it reference there to that uh, quite famous number, Nick. Yes. Um, uh, which is, here is wisdom, let him who underst- uh, has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is? Six six, 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 six. That's intrigued many people, Nick. Yes. Uh, and uh, people uh, you refer to, you're seeing it on the number plate of a car. You mentioned yes. earlier in the program. Yes. Um, so what we find here, though, Nick, is it's it's just one of a number of clues given to us to identify uh, the beast, um, which we have identified with as, as the papacy. Uh, one of the ideas that's mentioned is that the numerical value of uh, the title Vicarius Filii Deo, which means the vicar of the Son of God. That's yes. a title that the Pope universally has. The numerical value of that equates to 666. Mm-hmm. Now, word of caution there, Nick, uh, there are other names. Um, which will equal, equally in 666. Equal so so yeah. we can't just say, you know, this, this is it and, and, and there is no other. Yeah. But interesting that, uh, you know, you're talking about this. Uh, now we identify the beast, you know, as the Romish uh, papacy. Mm. And uh, to fit that thing in, into that, it's, it's significant. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, it is. And uh, uh, there is um, uh, from Fox 
news here in 2008 uh, father edward beck says something like this if you take the latin name that refers to all popes vicarius fili dei which means vicar of son of god uh, if you take the uh, the numerals out of that it will definitely equal at 666 you know there are people saying that um, not let's say just from one group or the other. There are people who are studying this. Yeah. Yeah, they identified exactly the same yeah. thing which you just said. All right. So uh, if we then go, Nick, particularly to, I guess, Revelation 13, verse 16, and, and we look at the question, where is the mark of the beast placed? placed. That's he, he, here we come. And the Bible says, he causes all. So this is now referring, he causes all the second beast that gives uh, support to the first beast. In other words, the Bible is talking about the United States giving support to to the papacy, and it's causing all. Let me now continue the verse. Causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. Uh, and then, and then, and then it adds. Uh, in verse 17, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark. So what we find here is this statement there that the mark is going to be placed on the right hand on the forehead. Now, Nick, we, have, we saw earlier, we mentioned earlier, how the Bible talks about God's law being bound to a hand or on the forehead. Mm-hmm. Now we find the mark of the beast on the hand and the forehead. Enforced. You've got the true and you've got the false. The true being God's law, and in particular in his law, it's, it's the Sabbath uh, as well. And now we find the mark of the beast, the, the true and the false. The, the, you know, the, the counterfeit is so, so close. The, 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 they both refer to as a mark or a sign or a seal, and both are referred to as being put on the hand or the forehead. Mm-hmm. Because the issue here is the issue of allegiance, Nick, of loyalty. This is now describing um, at the end of time, people are going to have loyalty. They're going to be marked either for the beast mm-hmm. or for God. Yes. That's it. And let, let's get a bit more specific if we can. What is this this mark? What, what is this authority? Now, this is, so, uh, th- this is important to understand, Nick, because what, what, what Revelation 13 is telling us in 16 and 17 is that a, a mark of the beast is going to be enforced – on so many with economic sanctions, right? It's going to be put on all, um, and they cannot buy or sell if they don't have it. Now, here's some, something quite interesting. Uh, according to the papacy, the greatest mark of her authority has been uh, that she claims to have the authority to change God's law, mm-hmm. in particular uh, the law to do with the the Sabbath-day Sabbath as, as a day of Day of worship, and and we have a, some statements here, Nick. Um, and interesting, what you're saying that Joseph, just uh, if I could just interrupt you, uh, tradition, um, not scripture, is the rock upon which uh, the Church of Jesus Christ is built. They claim that from uh, from the Catholic doctrine of um, yeah the, uh, the, uh, the Council of Trent. That's right. Yes, and mm-hmm. so, so so building on that, um, we find this statement. This is from the Saint Catherine Catholic Church Sentinel. In 1995, mm-hmm. it says this, the church, that's the Catholic church, has always had a strong sense of its own authority. Perhaps the boldest thing, the most revolutionary change the church ever did, the Holy Day Sabbath was changed from Saturday to Sunday. Oh, that's powerful. 
Uh, and then there's another statement uh, earlier on than that. Um, this is a, a reply to a letter from Cardinal Gibbons. And uh, he, he makes the statement, of course, the Catholic Church claims that the change from Sabbath to Sunday was her act. And the act is a mark of her ecclesiastical power and authority in religious matters. Wow. So the church claims that the change of the Sabbath is a mark of her authority. The only basis for keeping Sunday is the authority of the Catholic Church. We saw that there's no basis for it from the, from the scriptures, yes. uh, from the Bible. And so this... This now, you see, what we're essentially we're saying is the Catholic Church reckons that they have the authority, and, and, and a sign of that authority is their changing of Sabbath to Sunday. Mm. And in Daniel seven twenty five, it says not yeah. not to do that. Yeah, uh, it predicts that that there would be a power that will yeah. intend yeah. to change. Times and law. Now, at this point, if I could just jump in, as, as uh, our list, some listeners, Nick, might be, be thinking, "Oh, hang on." So this 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 mark of authority there is it's the change. Does that mean that if I'm worshiping on Sunday, I have the mark of the beast? Just stay with us for a moment. We're, 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 let's not just jump to a conclusion. Yes. Um, so yeah. So w- what we find here uh, is a very th- now that's actually a very important question, uh, and the answer to that is Revelation thirteen verse seventeen. Mm-hmm. The question, do people who currently observe Sunday as a holy day have the mark of the beast? Revelation thirteen seventeen says, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Yeah. So in short, Nick, uh, no, people who are currently observing Sunday do not have the mark of the beast. In fact, the mark of the beast has not yet. It's still in the future. That's right. It has not mm-hmm. yet been enforced. Mm-hmm. And at, at the time, the, the, uh, yeah, uh, uh, at that time, the governments of the world will issue a yeah. law to enforce that's right. Sunday, me, uh, Sunday keeping. Yeah. yeah, there are many Christians who currently keep Sunday, who love God and will receive eternal life. They do not have the mark of the beast. The enforcement of the mark of the beast is still in the future. At that time, this is what you're getting to, Nick. At that time, the governments of the world will issue a law to enforce Sunday keeping. They will selectively stop buying and selling in an attempt to, to, to force people into submission. Mm-hmm. Now, it's possible that modern technology uh, could be used as part of this process, uh, maybe you know, such as a microchip. However, the microchip itself is not the mark of the beast. Uh, because the real issue, as we've been looking at here, is the issue of worship yes. or loyalty allegiance. The mark of the beast will be placed on anyone who worships and obeys the false religions of the mm-hmm, world mm-hmm. as opposed to God and his, his true law. Right. Hey, just a, just a quick uh, add uh, before we are coming to conclude. Um, and uh, this is a wonderful book which we are promoting during this program. And uh, if you haven't got this book, please uh, ring uh, our station and get this. It's a wonderful one. When your life gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. 
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM, big Q&A, and today we are talking about what is the mark of the beast. Joseph, uh, our time is uh, up almost. Yeah. Can we yeah. just bring a few points yeah. together here? We can. So what we've seen, Nick, is that, um, that Revelation depicts uh, the, the final conflict and the final issue at the end of time will be one over worship. Uh, worship of God versus false religion. Uh, the true versus the false. It, it's an issue of allegiance and loyalty. Uh, the mark of the beast is a symbolic mark that's placed on those who worship and obey the false religions of the world, either on the hand, which means that they're, they're doing it in consciousness with action, or, or in the mind, which means they internalize it. It will be placed on the hand or on the forehead, as I said, indicating allegiance uh, either in actions or in mind. So the mark of the beast, no one has it yet. It is yet future. In contrast, God's people are marked by their allegiance to God and keeping his, his law. To summarize, one, at the end of time, every person on earth will receive a mark. Number two, if you receive the mark of God, you automatically avoid the mark of the beast. Mm. And number three, the mark of God is placed on those who love Jesus with all their heart and are obedient to all of God's commandments, including the seventh-day Sabbath. So, Nick, what we've really seen is, is it, it, it is a solemn, it is a very serious topic that we've looked at. But at the heart of it is an issue of whether we want to choose to have true loyalty to God and to obey him and his commandments. Mm. Mm. God, out of his great love, has revealed to us uh, what is coming before us. Out of his great love, he has provided an opportunity for salvation, an invitation to eternal life. Mm. And he invites us to, to follow him, and, and as a mark of our allegiance to him is we will choose to obey his Ten Commandments. And I just want to make an appeal to anyone, anyone that's listening out there today. Some of these things may not be quite clear if you're hearing perhaps for the first time or bits of it. Certainly contact us. To, to, we'd love to share some more reading material and information that really help you. But to anyone that's listening, I'll just make the appeal. The mark of the beast is coming. My question is, my invitation, my appeal is, would you like to prepare for the seal of God by keeping all of God's commandments, including the Sabbath, as a sign that you will follow Jesus wherever he leads? Oh, certainly I would say yes, uh, Joseph. Yes, and same with me. That's my commitment. That's my decision, and I want to pray for for everybody let's let's do that now let's pray together dear god we thank you for your warning in scripture of what is coming before us not to scare us but to prepare us i pray that you'll help each person that's listening to choose to uh, to be loyal to you to truly obey you fully and to show their mark to you by keeping the ten commandments your, your law lord we know that if we we, we do that and we, we show that your people were protected from the mark of the beast. And I pray that especially for each and every person that's listening today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you very much for joining us today, uh, Nick Rita and Joseph Maticic. Please join us uh, also tomorrow where we are going to talk about what state of life is after that. Until then, may God richly bless you.
the day of salvation today today